Hello, I'm Peter Mitchell, and welcome to CUDA's Standing Orders podcast series, specially designed to inform and support member credit unions. In this episode, I'm joined by Josephine Maguire, Program Manager with the SEAI, and Kyle Titer, Manager of CUDA Solution Centre. Today, we'll be looking at the drive to make our homes more efficient and comfortable and how credit unions can play their part in supporting their members and communities and growing their loan books at the same time. Josephine, can I just turn to you first? Can you tell us a little bit about the role of the SEAI and the work that you guys do? Sure, Peter. Yeah. Well, SEAI is the National Energy Agency and our aim is really about providing a cleaner energy future through helping to decarbonize the economy. And that means working with industry, business, public sector and households uh, to achieve energy efficiency and to instill renewable energy in the economy. We're also um, lately being appointed the national delivery body for home energy upgrades. And that is about delivering 500,000 energy upgrades in homes by 2030. So that's on average about 50,000 homes per annum getting a home energy upgrade. And we'll be looking to support that with grant aid, but also through helping establish one-stop shops in the market and, and helping the supply market. And obviously through looking to bring low-cost finance in as, as an integrated offering to homeowners as they're getting their, their home upgraded. Wow. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. So you've been working with CUDA for some time and it was recently announced that CUDA's credit unions will have new fund a new funding allocation from the SEI for, for this year, for 2021. Um, has that partnership been successful so far and what are your hopes? going forward? Yes, absolutely. It's been a, a good relationship so far and and destined to grow even more as the overall market for the home energy retrofit grows. It would be great to see national coverage across all areas for credit unions so that um, there's a simple low-cost finance offering for the consumer that makes it easier for them to participate. You know, we need to move from tens and hundreds of homes being done to thousands and tens of thousands of homes being done. So this means that really the whole market has to scale to achieve this. So plenty of opportunity for suppliers, be it for work services or finance, to get on board and become involved in this area. And CUDA has, has been a leading light in doing that in, in the finance market. Okay, so obviously that, that, that community connection is, is key here. It's absolutely key. And, and we've seen that when we've done surveys with homeowners, you know, when we ask them where would they go first for, for financing, the credit unions always come up as first. Wow. Okay. Okay. Good to hear. Kahal, can I just bring you in there? So, you know, CUDA has Ireland's first end-to-end home retrofit scheme. So, you know, with that in mind, are are credit unions, you know, best placed to become the primary source of finance in this area? Absolutely, Peter. And I think, as as Josephine mentioned there, when the research is done and people are asked who their, their choice of finance partner would be, credit unions come out on top. And, and we certainly know that, that within consumer lending generally, credit unions would have 33% market share of, of uh, all consumer lending, including home improvements. So we would expect to have a very strong showing and a very strong market share when we're looking at, at retrofitting. I suppose for us, we have been working on this for a number of years, uh, really just through our involvement and through our partnership with with Josephine and her team within within the SEAI. So we we talked a little bit there about about a one stop shop model. 
and and that's really how we were introduced to to the SEAI. Uh, and it was based on a lot of research that they had done over a number of years. And Josephine could probably speak a lot more eloquently to this than I can, but they had looked at, at different countries and different jurisdictions that had tried these large-scale national retrofit efforts. And they had looked at what has worked in, in different countries and maybe some of the things that hadn't worked. And what they really hit on very early on was that the easier you can make this for the end consumer, the better. Uh, so when you talk about a one-stop shop model, what you're really talking about is maybe somebody making an inquiry in a local trusted enterprise. And, and in our case with Prongy Homes, that's the credit union. The credit union will be the distributor ultimately for this. And when, when the consumer makes the inquiry to their credit union, everything then gets looked after for them. Uh, so there's there's a national body. We have a, a counterparty called Retrofit Energy Ireland, or EIL, and they will provide an independent surveyor to the homeowner. And that surveyor will go out, will assess the home, and will provide a very, very detailed report to the homeowner that will tell them exactly what they can do in terms of, of retrofit works uh, to that property. Uh, they'll give out the, or they'll list out on a line by line basis or an item by item basis what the costs of those retrofit works would be. And then the, the homeowner gets to make the decision, an informed decision on what works they'd like to get done. Once they've made that decision, then the credit union is there to provide the finance and, and SEAI are there to provide grant funding. So in, in our cases, any, any home that's being retrofitted on a BEO rating to a B2 or higher is entitled to a 35% grant. In, in most cases, there are some exceptions and we can, we can take homeowners through those. But in most cases, they're, they're entitled to a 35% grant. Credit union is there then to, to finance the rest and on, on, on a preferential rate basis. So really, this is a model that, that Josephine put a huge amount of work into, that the SEAI had put a huge amount of work into uh, building this kind of one-stop shop model. And, and we've kind of partnered together over a number of years in trying to refine that. A lot of learnings along the way, and, and, and but it's been a very, very useful uh, endeavour for us. And, and I think ultimately when, when we hear these kind of targets, uh, certainly the national target of 500,000 homes um, by 2030, 50,000 homes per year, I think credit unions can and should and, and will now uh, play a large role and through involvement in these one-stop shop models i think i think we're very very well positioned to do that interesting okay so it, it, this is so the, the the driver behind this really isn't price as such right? obviously price is a factor it's this is looking at consumer behavior and why they make decisions on the basis that you know most people would like to improve e either the comfort or the efficiency of their home but the complexity of they just get you know i suppose frightened off by the complexity of it so if you make it easy they're much more likely to do it. Is, is, is that fair? I think, Josephine, maybe if, if, if you might, I know that when we were discussing Pro Energy yeah. in the early days, we'd looked at a lot of research around the kind of the key motivators. And I think you had a lot of research that showed that the comfort of the home is actually one of the key motivators for people. Yeah, I suppose if you go back, as you said, Peter, you know, um, People are a little bit overwhelmed. They they know their their home is cold and drafty, and the energy bills are are high. Um, but they're not really sure what to do. Uh, once they get past, you know, I could do some attic insulation, um, which you know they probably know somebody could do it or you could do it DIY. They start saying, "Well, what do I need to get done to my home? Really, what should I get done? What about my walls? What about my windows? What about my heating system?" Um, so the one stop shop. Um, is really put forward to to simplify and and demystify the homeowner energy upgrade journey. So what happens with um, 
the one-stop shop is so for instance in the, in the situation where um, a credit union is involved a credit union will will promote your low-cost finance product and your one-stop shop to a homeowner and then refer them to REIL who will go out and do an assessment of the house. So that will be, you know, a proper technical assessment and give an advisory report to the homeowner on specifically what needs to be done to their home. And then that REIL, that one-stop shop, takes them fully through the homeowner journey. So instead of the homeowner having to say, go then and, and say, well, I, I need to get a windows provider. I need to get a, a wall insulation guy. I need to get a, a heat pump manufacturer or a, a boiler um, guy to come in and, and retrofit my home. The one-stop shop will arrange all of that for them. So really what it does is it takes away the complexity. It takes away the fear. It gives them confidence to act. And the one-stop shop, it, it's just one contract for the consumer to sign. And they will completely quality assure the whole job. And as well as that, what they do is they will apply to SEAI because like any government agency who's giving out money, there are forms. There is a little bit of the red tape around getting funding and getting the grants. So the one-stop shop will do that on behalf of the householder and discount the grant from the cost of works. And they will also then wait for the job to be finished. And then the credit union can come in with the financing afterwards to to fund um, the rest of the cost. Okay, so it's really it's really very assuring. So you have in terms of the contractors, they know they're getting good contractors, they know somebody else is effectively standing over that. That makes such such a difference. Yes, and, and all the contractors that the one-stop shop w- will use will be registered with SEAI, so that means that they have the proper qualifications, proper insurances, proper tax status. So there's there's an assurance to that, but also um they one-stop shop will stand over the quality of all the work. And if there are ever any issues, they will come right back and, and, and fix them right away because they are linked to SEAI and part of their registration with us is around providing a quality service. And we constantly monitor that. And they're obviously looking yeah, for more business after that as well. So they'll naturally want to keep you guys happy, which is, which is Absolutely. Great. Yeah, and, and I think on that, uh, certainly that gives me a lot of confidence uh, because I get asked quite a bit by credit unions, uh, how do we know that the that the contractors that are engaged by REIL are providing good value for money? And and I I take a lot of comfort in knowing that the SEAI is there as an independent state body providing this kind of oversight. And when they are giving out uh, grant funding, they are reviewing all of the invoices that come in, and they know they know that everything is proper and in order, and and that nobody has been overcharged. So it does give you a lot of confidence in in the systems and the processes that are in place there. It's it's great to see. Okay, and I suppose the other you're talking about the the homeowner getting a report. So the report, because I remember recently, my brother in law said to me, he said, "I'm going to put in new windows into my house because it's going to make it more efficient and more comfortable." And I said, "Well, is that that's good? It's nice." But is that the thing that's going to make it the most efficient and the most comfortable? Have you done? And he had done no assessment on that. He was just going to go and get yeah. the windows done. So this report and will that's absolutely right, Peter. Yeah, yeah. Th- that that is an issue for homeowners because they're not really sure. And you know, when you get into windows and wall insulation and and maybe changing out your heating system, that is quite a bit of investment. So people need to to have the confidence that they know. Look, this is the best thing for me to do for my home. Um, I'm doing this in the right order, in the right way, and I'm going to get the most comfort and uh, energy savings from this. And 
you know, Windows is one of the things, but, you know, before you would look at Windows, you'd certainly be looking at your attic and your wall insulation. You might be looking at putting heating controls in or even switching out if you've got a very old heating system that's a fossil fuel boiler. You might be looking at switching that out to a heat pump. And Windows, um, if they are older, are certainly a good thing to do. But often people have Windows that aren't that old and, and then certainly your investment should go elsewhere. So what will happen is that technical advisor will come out and assess your house holistically and give you a report that says, look, here are the things you should do and here they are in order. So you know the first and best thing to do and they'll give you a quote on what that is. And and it's sort of a general outline of sort of um, how that will improve the comfort of your home, but also what sort of savings you might get out of that. So again, uh, lots of information and lots of confidence because there is a professional expert telling you uh, what should be done first and in what order. So is there a degree that people would, you know, look at the the, the list and they might say, look, I'll pick the first two. I, I, I'll, I'll apply for the grant on that. And then maybe a year or two years down the road, they tackle the next item on the list. Is, 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 that, is that unusual? Yeah, and that, that happens sometimes. I mean, what we would say is, um, you're probably better to look at the, the home holistically and you'll get your report. And if you can afford it, you should do everything to upgrade to a B2 at the same time. Um, because, for instance, if you decided to do your windows first and then you came back and later decided you wanted to do external wall insulation, well, there are things about changing the reveals and the sills on your windows that it would have been better if you'd done those two things together or, you know, if you'd upgraded the heating controls and now you want to change the heating system. So we would advocate if people can afford it, uh, a good thing to do is to do the upgrade um, project altogether. However, the technical advisor is very good at talking to people. And if they say, well, look, you know, all of that is going to cost me 30,000, but really I can only afford to invest 20,000 at this point. 10,000 at this point, well, then they will talk them through what are the best things to do first and what's the best investment and doing it in the right order. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Uh, that's, that's, that's very good. Um, tell me just more on a sort of a, on a general basis, Josephine, um, sustainability is, is high on the agenda today. So what plans are in place nationally to support? Sure. Yeah. There's a new program for government out there since last year and uh, climate action is front and centre of that um, program for government. There's a climate action plan that's been in place, but now it's under review and it's actually out to consultation at the moment uh, for anybody to respond on the consultation. And the plan is to to enshrine in that that there will be uh, over 50% reduction in emissions by 2030 in Ireland. So that's a 7% reduction in emissions per annum. So that's quite, quite a big um, jump. And to, to underpin that, there is more funding being provided. There are more resources being allocated into this space. SEAI and other entities that we're looking at building the supply chain that includes skills, retraining, uh, bringing in low-cost finance into the space, looking at demand generation campaigns where we'll be working with one-stop shops to say, look, we lead on, on that demand generation and then you move in behind that to to sort of build on that. So a lot of, of work we'll also be looking at, you know, we, we do have a number of schemes and sometimes people can get a little bit confused by different schemes. So just trying to rationalize those and, and simplify those and work with the with the market 
to ensure that it's a, it's a seamless process. Okay, Josephine. So yeah, they're, they're pretty big goals, big ambitions in terms of the overall numbers. So how will they affect people in terms of that? You know, in terms of the changes they'll make to their houses, in terms of the cars they drive and other factors in their lives? Sure. Yeah. I suppose the simple answer in the long term is yes, absolutely. Um, to start with, um, the focus will be on the worst performing homes with the highest energy bills. So trying to help them. So the homes that are an E, an F and a G rating that are using fossil fuel to heat the home. Um, but in the longer term, there are about 1.3 million homes that need some form of an upgrade. Like I say, some of them needs more investment and some less. But about 1.3 out of 1.6 million homes need something done to upgrade them. Uh, and then it's also about behavior change. You know, how do you heat your home? making sure you don't heat it when nobody's there, not wasting energy or other resources, rethinking that sustainability about at an individual level, what can I do? And again, you know, credit unions can be very useful in that space about not just lending to people, but also educating them and informing them. And and we have done information sessions in credit unions, and that's always a, a good way to go. Um, in the longer term as well, you know, switching to an electric vehicle will be part of that. You know, government want to have a thousand electric vehicles on the road in Ireland by 2030. And certainly we all can see that's becoming more mainstream now and will shortly become the norm. Like in five years time, no one will really be buying a new fossil fuel car. All of the the car manufacturers are are starting to move to EVs, you know, they're they're all at the hybrids yeah. at the moment, but yeah. they're all looking to move to the the full EV uh, in the next number of years. Wow. Okay, it's going to be interesting times. It's going and, to be an interesting ten years. Yeah, this decade is going to be really, uh, you know, the the change that that pivotal change is going to be around how we live and how we how we deal with energy and carbon. Okay. Okay. And Carl, just turning back to you in terms of credit unions for a minute, the pro-energy home scheme is working well and there's more credit unions joining all the time. So what else is there for credit unions in terms of supporting sustainability? Yeah, so when we were designing pro-energy homes, I, I think we thought it was it was very, very important to look at it holistically and to look at the national targets that Josephine had mentioned there. Uh, so there is there is a national climate action plan and we have gone through that and we've looked at the various pieces where we feel that credit union members will need to be supported with finance over the coming decade. And we want to make sure that we have plans and products in place that can support them. So the, the, the two main ones that have been mentioned already would be the homes, obviously, and we have Perungi Homes and a one-stop shop model there to support that. And that's ready and live in, in, a, in a good number of credit unions. What we've just gone into launch with with more credit unions now is Perungi Cars. So again, a, a car lending product that is focused primarily on electric vehicles, both both um, a battery electric vehicle and plug-in hybrid electric vehicle. Uh, so just a, a specific uh, Perungi Cars product that can support them there. In terms of finance, the other two areas that we see as being important and where we have and will have product will be in the business space. Uh, so very recently, uh, 
CUDA has launched BizFin, which is our, our business lending framework. And under the BizFin heading, uh, we've also got a Prodigy business uh, product there as well. And that will support local business people, local SMEs, and in a number of areas. So business people will also have property that, that might need to be retrofitted or might need energy upgrades. Uh, we, we also work as credit unions a lot with um, smaller tradespeople, maybe maybe um, the local carpenter, even, even taxi drivers. We're looking at their uh, vehicle stock will have to be upgraded over, over the coming decade as well. And we want to make sure that we've got appropriate product to support them. Also in communities around Ireland, um, we've got a Prodigy Communities product and, and we will look at, at supporting maybe in their totality uh, schemes that are run by the SEAI called Better Energy Community Schemes. So we want to make sure that, that we're ready there as well. Underpinning all of that, then we have our social impact brand. And we're working already with with a, with a group of credit unions on just trying to understand what type of charters or roadmaps we can put in place uh, to support sustainability within our own organisations and within our own communities. So there's a lot of work going in at the back in the background now, just in in making sure that the credit unions, more than just trying to introduce loan products, that we understand the impact uh, that sustainability is going to have on ourselves and within our communities and that we're ready and able to support that uh, over the coming decade. Wow. Okay. Okay. And Josephine, can I just give the last question to you then? Uh, the SEAI, the, the whole pro-energy schemes, that the, the model that you have established with Credit Union seems to be working quite well. Do you think it can grow and expand into other areas? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, everything that Cahill has outlined there, are those pivotal areas that we do need investment in. So, you know, particularly small business, we know that small business often have issues with knowing what to do in their business. They're, they're quite akin to a householder in that they're, they often know that their their business is, is cold uh, from a, um, a premises perspective or perhaps things like processes are quite costly. So their energy bills are costly. So for instance, you, you know, your local shop, maybe the refrigeration is costing a lot of money. What can they do about that? Uh, local small businesses, hairdressers, whatever, you know, their lighting costs or heating costs are quite high. What can they do about that? So we are working with all of those to try and, and give them advice and promote investment in energy efficiency. So low cost finance products coming in for those things are really, really important. Again, small businesses like taxis, like um, maybe, you know, the plumber, they, you know, they call them the man in the van, the trades who all have, have vehicles to get around to do their business. All of those uh, need to be upgraded so that you move towards hybrids and electric vehicles. So all really important. Uh, we have 500 sustainable energy communities now around Ireland. All of those are small communities looking at what can be done in their areas. And that could be the homes, it could be the businesses, but equally it could be, you know, the local GAA club, the local golf club, um, the local community hall, the local church, whatever that needs work. And, and indeed, some of those communities are very innovative and are saying, well, how at a local community level might we be able to be energy generators to be able to produce the energy that we need in our community, or at least some of it. So those sort of things are are, are all going to be talked about and plans okay. will be put in place in the next five years. So again, the, the credit union, because it's so embedded in local communities, are always going to be um, part of that conversation. Okay, certainly interesting times ahead. Yeah. 
So that concludes our podcast in this series, which explores the growing area of home retrofit. I'd like to thank Josephine McGuire, Program Manager with the SEAI, and Cahal Titer, Manager of Kudus Solution Centre, for sharing their insights and views on sustainability and energy reduction and the role that credit unions can play. I hope you all found it of use, and if you did, don't forget to listen in to our other podcasts in the same series. If you have any questions regarding the supports or the ambitions that CUDA has for the sector, you can contact Cahal at the Solution Centre. Thank you.